So we've had a conversation about what's happened this quarter, what's going to be coming up around the corner here. But let's look down the road. Sarah, let me start with you. Uh, where is there cause for hope? We've got a lot of concerns about inflation, about the tightening we're expecting in response to that. And by the way, we still have a war going on where people are dying every day over in Ukraine. But what are some of the possible upsides for investors down the road? Perhaps not too far down the road, and I hinted at that before the break, are the pandemic recovery stocks. They were certainly hit very hard in 2020 and had a, a false dawn in early 2021, and then the Omicron variant uh, gripped them again and dragged them lower. They rallied a bit, and, and they were doing very well from January of this year until February 23rd, particularly the ones in Europe. And then we had this, as you noted, this horrendous invasion. So that uh, really hit these stocks hard. Some of the great airline companies, like one of the best discounters in the world, Ryanair, crushed. And these are opportunities for investors because we can't assume that invasions last forever. And this pandemic is thankfully dissipating. So there are um, other ones in aerospace, travel and leisure. You can find airport companies, um, aircraft engine manufacturers have only one or two competitors. Like it's a, this is where active management gets very excited, as you can tell. They, they, there are pandemic recovery stocks out there. They're in food catering and retail. They, they just need, they need the, uh, the mask to be off, the people be out again. And then, uh, and as we discussed before, not too great of an inflation headwind cutting into their discretionary spend. So, Lizanne, in addition to possibly the pandemic recovery, you may agree with exactly what we just heard from Sarah, but there's one other factor I, I wonder about, and that's fiscal stimulus. Right now, we have essentially a, a de-stimulus because we're coming off of so much fiscal stimulus in the United States. At the same time, that horrendous war in Ukraine that goodness knows we want to be over soon, at some point will be over, and there'll have to be the need to invest a fair amount. Could that be a potential fiscal stimulus, at least in Europe? Yeah, I think the the investment story longer term, not just driven by uh, the, the terrible tragedy going on in Europe right now, although that clearly will stimulate some investment, whether it's energy infrastructure, um, food infrastructure, not to mention the rebuilding of actual infrastructure in Ukraine. But even prior to that, I think what the, the pandemic brought about was the necessity of investments in certain areas. And there was so much low-hanging fruit of inefficiency in uh, quite a few segments of our economy, um, healthcare, education. And I think the necessity of sort of stepping up and becoming more efficient and investing in digital driven by the pandemic, I don't think kind of goes back under the rock. I, I think we have unleashed what is likely to be an era of, of stepped up investment and probably along with it, higher productivity. It doesn't prevent a possible recession in the near term, but that's where I think there is sort of a shining light when you think longer term about what may come out of the combination of both the pandemic and the war. It may even be medium term to the degree that uh, that digital spend is so necessary that it'll take precedent even when other, if there's some sort of curtailment of capital expenditures, companies have to make that transition and they need to do so globally. So we think of that as somewhat uh, non-cyclical part of the whole technology spend. 
Lizanne, I don't think I know many people who are rooting for a recession, although, as you suggest, a lot of people have to be prepared for the possibility of it. But is there a potential, if I can say that upside potential, to some creative destruction? I think that's what you were talking about. Whenever you have a lot of money sloshing around, some bad decisions are made. If you take some of that liquidity away, then actually people have to make some tough decisions and maybe you sort out maybe the, the sheep from the goats. Yeah, I, I think there have been some uh, maybe unintended consequences of this massive amount of liquidity, whether it's mispricing in various markets and asset bubbles. So I think there's a benefit that will accrue there. And then, as we already touched on, the unfortunate possible necessity of constraining aggregate demand in order to rein in the combination of the supply chain problems and and just the the feeder effect it's having on on pricing and inflation, we may need a recession to calm all of those uh, forces, and it may not have to be a particularly deep one. But I do think what we're looking at is a more kind of normal cycle. If we're heading into recession, what it looks like, the causes of it being tighter monetary policy. That's sort of traditional. The, the last cycle, the COVID recession, the aftermath of it, um, th there was no playbook for that. That was incredibly unique. I think this next cycle, both into the next recession and coming out, will be a little more, I don't want to say garden variety, but a little more in keeping with your typical recession recovery type cycle. So, Sarah, give us just a little taste of your secret sauce here as an investor, as somebody who maintains a portfolio. As you take a look, you've talked about things like coming back from pandemic. That's sort of a structural thing across yeah. the board. As you try to figure out which companies really are being run well and efficiently are making sensible decisions, what do you look at? And what are, the, what are those companies? Give me an example or two. Well, just to take up what Lizanne just mentioned, to the degree we've got, we're going to see a typical recovery or typical recession recovery, then let's find those stocks that tend to do well in that environment. So what doesn't do well initially as you head into the bottom of the economy, and I, I'm speaking really for everything ex-China, the rest of the world is largely on the same monetary policy cycle, meaning tightening other than China. And... Banks, other financials, they tend to bottom somewhere as, as we get into that significant amount of tightening and the recession takes hold. And then they rally very strongly. You may remember uh, the early part of 2009, unbelievable performance. So, so if, if history is going to repeat itself, if what Lizanne says is correct, which I agree with, this is a little more normal, a little more, then, then those would be good stocks to own. And the most bombed out ones are in the part of the world that's really been hit hard, which is Europe. So European financials, and you could also go with the energy transition. One of the silver linings of this horrendous uh, energy disruption is the greater need to accelerate than move to low and then zero carbon type uh, renewable energy. And some of the European utilities are expert at this and they're trading at four or 6% yeah. dividend yields.